0: Hey, hello, hi everybody. This is Jeff Reimbold. This is not post Super Wildcard Weekend. Deep in Super Wildcard Weekend, and we are talking about what's going on in the NFL playoffs. It has been an unbelievable weekend, Michael. How about the action in the first? You know, the the first round of Wildcard rounds usually kind of a crazy round because you got low seeds playing high seeds. But man, oh man! What a weekend, and we're not even done yet.
1: Yes, Jeff, how are you doing? Uh, for people on the podcast, basically, people on the podcast, it's Tuesday, more than these games have happened, but we're going to look back on uh, probably the Sunday games. We've got loads of different podcasts, and it's, it's all over the shop. But, Jeff, for the first time ever, it's a true, true Monday night football game in Europe. You know? Monday
0: night football! Monday night! Monday!
1: It is. It's 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 a Monday night game because obviously the Steelers against the Bills has been uh, moved due to the weather and we've got a game at nine thirty PM in the, in the UK and Ireland. That that's that's pretty sweet. Uh, now for people who don't realize Jeff's been off the grid. So have you been? I haven't heard from you in like four days. I thought uh, you, you know what were alive one I, point. I was like, is this guy alive? And then I seen a tweet that goes, He's all good. How you doing?
0: I'm good, man. I it it has been strange not talking to you because normally you and I talk at least a couple times a day, but Mike, I'm going to tell you something in all of my wildest imaginations, I just could not see the Dallas Cowboys get pasted. Like they, they and, and I mean the score was not indicative of the difference between the two football teams. I mean, it was incredible I got to give Matt LaFleur a ton of credit because, you know, their preparation was, I thought, outstanding. They had uh, an answer for everything the Cowboys threw at him in the first half. And I thought the coaching job that the Packers staff did during the game was outstanding as well. You know, think about this, Mike. The, The coaching job that Matt LaFleur's staff did, right, I don't know if you heard what I said about Parsons. You know, Micah Parsons is as disruptive a player as there is in the national football league right now. Right. The Cowboys do so many things with him. They move him all over the place. Micah Parsons yesterday, Michael, his stat line in the game was one tackle, right? One tackle, no quarterback sacks, one tackle. And you wonder why you gave up 40, whatever points you gave up right now. Obviously, they're not responsible for the two pick sixes, the defense. But the Cowboys defense got ripped in the run game. All right. Now, we know they're not big enough inside. You know, they've got tackle issues. But on and on and on throughout the game, I saw them playing with light boxes. I saw them playing with small players. They wanted to play the game small, like they anticipated that they were going to get on top. And that, you know, they, Green Bay was going to have to throw it every down to win. As soon as Lafleur saw that, he just went right after him. I think the back rushed it, if I'm not mistaken, Like 188 yards. All right. So that, to me, is coaching, right? That's coaching. And, you know, they were aggressive from the start, from the very coin toss. They wanted the ball. Most teams want to defer, right? They wanted the ball. They wanted to go into Dallas, make a statement on the first drive, and damn it, they didn't go down and score. And then the Cowboys come back and kick a field goal, but they could not get off the field on defense. They couldn't stop big plays on defense, and then Dak turns it over a couple times. And I said at halftime, I tweeted at halftime, the Cowboys are going to get six, maybe seven, if they steal a possession, possessions in the second half. And they're going to have to score on every single one, and they damn near did, but they just had too big a hole to dig out of.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. For a start, there's there's so much to come off in this game just and sort of sort of see where just to, just to talk about. I guess first off, Jordan Love, Jordan Love, twenty like two hundred and seventy two yards, three touchdowns, perfect passer rate in one hundred and fifty eight point three. The only other quarterbacks to do that. In their playoff debuts, our two guys, Peyton Manning and Terry Bradshaw, decent company there. He looks so good. He looks so, yeah. so good, man. And it, it, just, a, just a joy to watch, Jeff.
0: Well, you know, Mark Treman's one of the best quarterback coaches around, right? I mean, he he's coached Steve Young. He's coached Vinny Testaverde. He's coached Joe Montana. He's coached, you know, some of the best that I've ever played, right? And he came – he was so taken by – Jordan Love's performance, he sent a tweet out about all the things that he saw that young kid do. Had the athletic ability to extend plays, threw from weird arm angles, threw from no foot platforms, made right decisions, delivered the ball accuracy and on time. He played an outstanding game. But think about it, Michael, the Packers are the, for right now, they're the youngest team in the playoffs and one of the youngest rosters in the National Football League. The entire offense, their oldest guy is their running back, and he came into the league in 2017. Their tight end and receiver room has got nothing but second and third year – or first and second year players in it, excuse me. So if you're a Green Bay fan, you are bullish about this football team. I mean bullish about this football team. They're the seventh seed, and they're playing like they're the third or second seed, right? They're going to be a tough out. They're going to give Detroit all Detroit wants.
1: I I think for me, one of the biggest things is sort of looking at not just the way that they came into Dallas, but the the way that they shut the Cowboys down. We've seen some of the comments coming in here, just coming in tonight, and we'll read them out just going forward in the podcast about how poor the Cowboys were. They never really got a chance to get going, just based on how good the Packers were throughout. But that being said, Dak Prescott, had a really poor game. Two interceptions. That interception where it was returned, I think at the 20 yard line was was atrocious. I just love to sort of focus on the Cowboys for a second, Jeff. I mean, if you know you're a coach, you've worked in coaching for a long time. Well, I think we all know what's going to happen with the head coach with Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy, but you know, let's let's bat for McCarthy here for a second. Do you think he deserves an opportunity to stay? For me, because basically this is a Dallas Cowboys team that have been not that bad on average in the regular season. They, they can get the job done. I know they can't in the O season. They have to get over that hump. But who's to say if anybody else come in would be any different? We've seen for the last 20-odd years. It's the same. So what, what's your thoughts on the whole situation?
0: Well, here's, here's... I got a couple real strong thoughts really, Mike. Um, you know, you can't fire the players and you can't fire the owner. Right? So if they're going to fire anybody, it's going to be Mike McCarthy. Right? So... That's that's the coaching. That's the life we live. That's what we sign up for. Here's the reality. The Cowboys have been underachievers for how many years? 30? 25? Right? And the one consistent thing through all of that, they've had numerous head coaches, numerous offensive coordinators, numerous quarterbacks, numerous running backs, The one consistent thing through all of that has been Jerry Jones. Now, where do you think the problem lies? Now, the Cowboys were bad yesterday. And Mike McCarthy is going to have to. That's his football team. But I just, I, I think this goal speaks to a bigger issue, right? There has to be something. Mike, it doesn't, it's not bad that long unless there's systematic malfunction or systematic you know challenges in the organization um they've had too many good players too many good coaches right Bill Parcells Super Bowl winning head coach Wade Phillips great football coach Super Bowl winning coach right Jason Garrett say what you want about Jason Garrett Jason Garrett's a hell of a football coach all right now Mike McCarthy Super Bowl winning head coach right and none of them, none of them could get it done, right? So if that's the case, then I think you got to look deeper at the problem, right? And Dak's going to take a lot of heat too. And I personally didn't think back Dak played that bad. He threw two interceptions. He had to throw every freaking down. Do you he said he sucked
1: pass- as well, which is interesting. Yeah, he did.
0: he did because he took it on himself, right? But he didn't – do you think he wanted to throw it 60 times in that game? Hell no, right? That is a recipe for disaster in the playoffs. But that's what you're going to get when you get behind as fast as they got behind, right? And Dan Quinn, think think about the collateral damage here, right? Not only Mike McCarthy. Now we're talking about Dak Prescott. Is he the guy to keep do we? What do we do with him? He's making too much money to not get us through the playoffs. And Dan Quinn goes from being white hot in the head coaching circuit. And now you're an owner and you watched what you watched on that field last night. And you saw that they couldn't adjust. They didn't make an adjustment. They played six defensive backs most of the game against the team who's trying to run the ball to get, get out of the game. It's crazy. There's there's a lot of storylines here, man. A lot of storylines.
1: Jimmy, uh, just some of the comments. Uh because Jeff hasn't got too long. He's got a something interesting to record. Jimmy, Jeff, you were right in saying the Glasgow the Cowboys would choke. Uh Fred Flunk. I can say this word because it's allowed in Ireland. Even the last one, a shite from Dallas. Clear Clear out needed on the coach's side. I, I go balls out for Harbour. He's talking to the Chargers today, apparently. Matthew, Tiger. Evening guys, thanks for helping me with my gym workout. I'm not going to lie, I'm bricking it for tonight. Hashtag go birds. And yes, Cronzy saying the Packers play in San Fran. Clive, Cowboys didn't beat a team with a winning record all season other than the slumping Philly. Roster isn't as good as people make out. Jeff, just before we talk about a couple of different points, including that Lions-Rams game, just I, I'd be eager to hear because you, you, you were AWOL. Just sort of your thoughts on, on Saturday night with the Texans winning um, and really cementing a, a hell of a performance. And then, I mean, do we call that Chiefs-Dolphins game a game? Where, where right. do we start there? Like, I mean, come off it.
0: Uh, let, let me sit back in my chair, right, full of myself, a pompous, arrogant asshole, and say, I told you so. I told you so about my boy, C.J. Stroud. When we were in Manchester and Glasgow, you and I had this conversation on stage. And what did I tell you? He's the most valuable player in the world.
1: He said it in Manchester as well.
0: Yeah. And I also said, Domeco Ryan should get coach of the year. All right? Now, I'm just, I'm just playing with you. But I, I just really think that it's amazing. You know, they don't have their number two receiver right now. Nico Collins, man, oh man, has is he, is he ascended, right? They're a collection of guys on defense that play way better than they are, right? They play hard. They play together. They're extremely well coached. They love each other. You can see it in the way that they play, and that is a powerful thing. Right? when a team is that into one another and that into the message and that into the mantra and that into the coaches. Now, are they going to win the Super Bowl? I don't think so. But I wouldn't be surprised if they go another round. I really wouldn't. You know, um, you know we talked about Detroit, but not enough. Mike, 32 years. 31.
1: I was i was um 11 months old when they last won the playoff game that's how long I, ago that is a uh, more I so, so I, 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 do, I do want to start on that because i think for a lot of people and feel like jeff you go for it in the wee second but i think for a lot of people from my generation that have never seen that to see what it meant to the people in the crowd to see what it meant to the people oh, on the sideline it's just not, that, that, but that, that cool special thing. the whole thing is jeff that one that one win that one week and that Sort of beautiful moment where it all sort of comes together. And here's the thing, right? Before we even talk about that, great game. Two teams that deserve to move both move forward. Stafford throwing balls better than the Holmes has all season. Such a fun, fun game to watch. And for a for a Rams team that many thought would struggle, not just last year, this year, in the future because of their draft decisions in previous years and the amount of space they had available. And after the whole Super Bowl win, etc. They have a very, very bright future ahead with a, with a rejuvenated young head coach. I'd love the Lions to get to Vegas. I'd you love know, it to happen. I, I mean, oh, come you know, has it, to happen.
0: Would, would that not be something? That would be so cool. But you know what, Mike? You hit on it, and it's so exactly what you just talked about. 32 years of frustration disappeared in six seconds. When when Jerry Goff took the snap, dropped back, finds Amon St. Brown, and he throws a perfect hook route where the DB, it was good coverage. The DB couldn't get at it. St. Brown's a strong young guy. He catches it, gets the first down, and 32 years of frustration, 32 years of pain. Thirty-two years of being the laughing stock. Thirty-two years. And some of them where they never won a game. Don
1: Campbell, fifteen years of age. I'm back in two seconds, by the way. Don Campbell, fifteen years of age when they last got a, a playoff win. And it was special. Did you see that season ticket holder guy that was won for sixty-six years? Uh, yeah. It's emotional, Jeff.
0: Oh, no question. That was that was football. That was that was what sport can do, right? Mike, I'm telling you, Detroit is a battered city, right? It's a it's a steel town, it's a it's a car town. All the steel mills have moved out, the car industry is not what it used to be. It's a city with a decaying inner core, right? But today nobody cares. Today it's Motown again. It's it's like when, you know, the record industry, Motown, all the, when all that was big, in the Temptations and the Jackson Five and Aretha Franklin and all of that was happening. That city was alive, and it's alive again. Now it may only live for a week, but man, oh man, what a great week to be in Detroit!
1: I uh, see Eminem there last night as well. Barry Sanders, loads of guys. We really, really, and look genuinely. I tweeted it, and I got a couple of DMs. I mean it like I'm, I was buzzing for them. You, you can see how much it means. Some really interesting time for Detroit, obviously with the team, but they have the draft. The city has a draft uh, in a couple of months as well, um, and we'll definitely talk more about that. Uh, I don't think we're doing the people's draft this year, Jeff, are we? I don't think I'm yeah, Yes,
0: yes we are. I'm not letting you out of that one. But, hey, think about this one. You're talking about emotional moments. Think about Aiden Hutchinson. Michigan right. kid. Michigan kid grew up, there was a picture of him yesterday in a Lions uniform, youth uniform, right? Grew up a Lions fan. Had to watch his team year after year after year after year not make the playoffs. They haven't made the playoffs as long as he's alive, right? And he wins the first NFC North championship they've won since before he was born. And he has... He's the defensive player of the game in their first playoff win. Two sacks. Tell me now. Tell me now that I was wrong. Right when I said you better draft Aiden Hutchinson over Trayvon Walker. Tell me I'm wrong.
1: I remember that conversation. I also remember doing a show with you on on the uh, platform. Being the G. I'm joking. Good arm. Um, you were in Vegas. And the, the backing noise was ridiculous. I remember you saying that word for word because I put it up after and I got a bit of interest and heat. And look at it now. Look at it now. Top of Vegas. we are back in Vegas in 16 days, 17 days. Uh, we've, got, we've got nine minutes. Are you excited to come to Ireland next week? Next Friday night,
0: you're in Galway. You've been, you been to Galway. You can't, even, you can't even understand it. Now, I don't know, right, if, if I heard today, right, and I'm checking with the Guinness Book of World Records, people, right? That my trip to Ireland involves more planes and more stops than any trip to Ireland in history, right? Now I heard that, and I don't know if it's true or not. But I'm I, if that's true, Mike, I I want I want to go public and thank you because I want to lead the world in something.
1: And you might lead the world in the record amount of time spent in Las Vegas if you don't get that flight back. Sort of that, you need to sort that tonight. <laughs> you need to sort that yourself. I, I can't. I'm I'm not Jeffrey Reimel. I can't do it. I can't put an American accent on. I booked people. I booked Jeff on a flight home, not on the 12th of February the day after the Super Bowl, but the 12th of March, by accident. So uh, it's all me, Jeff. You, you need to ring and sort that today. On that, uh, yeah, we're in Galway next Friday night. We have Jim Scally, who is a um, Galway hurler, forward Galway hurler. Tag leader is gonna be talking about something that we can't talk about publicly right now. So we're not gonna bring that up. We're gonna move on very swiftly. That's gonna be a very interesting night. Um very interesting week. I feel like it's we going can send it.
0: As, as as it's gonna be as my best friend across the Atlantic says, it's gonna be great. Crap.
1: I was gonna say, did Neil does Neil say that? I, I'm oh, no, no 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 Th- no.
0: Thanks better. very much. I I
1: I'm flattered. Um <laughs> Cork Saturday night, uh, and then Limerick two week, two Sundays away. Um, for Championship Sunday, we're going to be there. We're going to have a show, um, two hours before the Championship game. Jeff is going to be joined by John Connan, All Star Claire Hurler, and Liam Ryan from the UL Vikings. And uh, I'll be around for at least the first quarter. in a bit, I got to get up the road because we've shows a whole week. But the plan is. Um, jeff's gonna sit there and drink i don't know but you're staying beside <laughs> the place jeff so you'll be fine uh, and then that's the plan and then we got the whole week in ireland and dock belfast Derry, dublin dungannon um, and a lot of them dungannon's nearly sold out belfast is flying dublin's got about five more tickets for dublin and Cork, and they're almost gone just so yeah people are interested do check it out lanktr.ee slash nfl ireland and um, jeff I don't want us to focus too much on the Steelers game and the late game, because for people on the podcast, it's not going to be relevant tomorrow morning, but just very, very quickly. Who've you got for the Steelers building?
0: Well, the Bills should win the game. Right. But I think the weather is going to be something that's going to help the Steelers because, you know, when you get weather, especially really bad weather, like we got in Buffalo right now with all that snow and they'll get the field, turn, you know, they'll get the field cleaned off and all that. But I just really think that that's an, equalizing factor doesn't can you know it can become the the you know the reason but it's it's an equalizing factor i think we saw that with miami and kansas city right that weather in kansas city did not help miami at all now i'm not sure they would have won anyway if they would have played in south florida but they certainly wouldn't have gotten pounded like they did i think it's an, a chance for the steelers to go up there they're they're going to play free mike they have nothing to hold back they have no, i mean all the pressure exists squarely on the shoulders of the Bills and Josh Allen. Love it.
1: I said to you on FaceTime, I'll say it again. I'll sound like an Egypt in people's cars here on Tuesday morning, people listening to this, but if a 7th seed could win on Sunday, why can't a 7th seed win on Monday? Absolutely. There's no, no
0: question. Crazy, there is man. no question about it, buddy. No question about it.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, for people on this podcast and people watching live, we are planning to come back with a bonus episode tomorrow. Is is this confirmed? Here we go, Fabrizio Romano style. Is that going to happen? I'm 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 in. You in? I'm in. I'm in. Uh, we've got a few minutes for some questions. Stephen Heaney, will Jeff be back on Sky? Jeff, I, I can't talk for you, but you're not going to be on Sky this season again. And please go next season. But you will be somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I Which will be somewhere to be else the- in about five minutes. <laughs> And we're just about ready to talk talk about it, Steve. I appreciate that. I hope you keep getting your your NFL on Sky, and and uh, thank you for the kind words. Dude, check out
1: Jeff's socials in the next 35 minutes, if you can. Clive must have felt sweet for golf too. I agree. Must have felt no, no before.
0: kidding, no kidding. And, he, and you know what? He handled himself with pure class. Both quarterbacks did.
1: Just to finish up on the Saturday Sunday games before we pop out and give you time for this call. What's well, your one takeaway from this weekend? My one takeaway from the weekend is Houston or Detroit could win the Super Bowl. I didn't think that going into the weekend. I thought the fl- the after one or two games. CJ Stroud looks a real deal. He looks sensational. But the Lions as an offensive weapon are a real deal as well. They're class.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I and I think both uh, Bobby Slowick and Coach Johnson with Detroit, uh, Bobby Slowick in Houston, those offensive coordinators are really helping themselves in the in the push for a head coaching job because those guys we we did a we did a breakdown michael you know the little three minute things i do diagram of plays each week before the game doing my research on houston i didn't realize houston has more chunk plays more big plays than any other offense in the national football league and I would have thought that would have been Miami, but it's not. It's Houston, and Bobby Slowick is the architect of that offense. And and obviously, he doesn't throw it or catch it, but he certainly puts great play design together.
1: Shout out to everybody putting the comments in. Luke Walsh, Dave Jackson, everyone on the comments. I seen C.J. Stroud play so well against Cover One and Cover Three. You'd think that some somebody will have something for him this weekend. Now I have to have a few weeks to sort this out. Um trying to think what have we not talked about we've got like 2 minutes is there anything we haven't talked well,
0: about no i I don't, I don't think there's anything we haven't talked about i think you know like i think one of the things that's going to happen after this past weekend is there's going to be some soul searching going on in miami because they really 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 that last month of theirs was not good at all in any phase of the game
1: that's going to be, I, that. that's an off-season podcast. Maybe your man Spence can come on and talk about that. Here, is he down in Miami or am I losing my mind?
0: Uh, no, he's not in Miami anymore.
1: He no, that's, that's what it is. I thought he was in Miami. That, that's that's going back a bit, that. It's going back a bit. Right, well, before we go, it's not going to be relevant on Tuesday morning, but I'm taking the Eagles to beat the Bucs. You've got the Eagles, yeah?
0: Yeah, I think the I think the Eagles will take. I think the players will take over. I think the players in the, in that Eagles locker room are going to There's enough maturity in that locker room, I think, for whether it's AJ Brown or, you know, uh Hasan Reddick or, you know, Kelsey or, you know, any of those guys. They got veteran players. Shit, they veteran players take over this time of year if you're going to if you're going to win a Super Bowl. And and if they if they don't and they're relying on Sirianni and Matt Patricia and those guys, then they'll be You know, they'll be home on the couch next week.
1: Baker Mayfield. Let's see what happens, baby. Uh, Jeff, obviously, people need to keep a look on your socials for news coming out in the next few minutes. For people in the podcast
0: tomorrow morning, it's it's already come out. Uh, Do you want to see us out, my man? This is Jeff Reinbold, and with my buddy Michael McQuaid, who resides in the great country of Ireland, which we are visiting very shortly. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It is available. On YouTube. It is available on Apple. It is available on Spotify and at the NFL Ireland Covey of Podcasts. And thank you to 888 Sport, the official gambling partner of the NFL in both the UK and Ireland, for sponsoring this podcast.
1: Everybody enjoy a true Monday Night Football.
0: Monday Night Football! Monday Night!